So we have Marike with us today from Yoast. She's got a PhD in social science and she's serving as the CEO of Yoast, which needs no introduction. Luke, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you having the idea to reach out. And Marike, thank you for being willing to to jump on and join us. Well, great to be here. Thank you for having me. So Yoast, to the, to the first point, needs no introduction. You, but I think for those who may take for granted sort of the rich history, uh, if you wouldn't mind indulging us with just a, a brief sort of recap of Yoast origins and sort of up to this up to this point, as you guys have been in the space for a long time, you've done a lot, and I think more than a lot of people appreciate. Yeah, we've actually, my husband, so Yoast of Oak, started um, Yoast, well, 10 years ago, but he started with WordPress in 2006. And um, and he, he got a job as an SEO consultant in the same year. So he started with both WordPress and SEO and noticed that the things he was telling his clients to do SEO-wise, he could easily build into a plugin as well. And so he built that plugin and but still had a day job until I think 2010. And then, um, well, focused more and more on that plugin, which grew into a big SEO plugin with almost well, more than 10 million users right now. So yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. SEO is a, such a huge industry. I wonder, do you think that it's safe to say that Yoast is the biggest or the most influential, most important player in that industry? In the SEO industry? Yeah. No, do you I think? It, yes. Well, could it could it do what it does without Yoast? I think, I think, I think we are a big influence, but I think nobody in the SEO industry thinks of us that way, mm. because um, a lot of people have, in that industry look a bit down on WordPress sometimes and mm. think our plugin is just easy. And they so so that industry is a specific niche that has a lot of people talking about SEO and Google. And I, I don't think we're seen as a big player in that area. Maybe Yoast used to have that status, but there's so many SEOs out there and they all want new things. So I don't know if that's true with that it influential. Well, it's interesting because this is a general trend with WordPress as well. Is I, I could see your point because I've spent some time in that industry as well. And there's people at the top who, I mean, that's part of like, you want to keep things secret sauce, right? Where yeah. you get to charge the, the expensive rates to have this specialized knowledge. And what Yoast has done is to just draw the trend, democratize it, right? Yeah. Like just make it accessible. So there's a lot about Yoast that puts SEO experts out of a job. Um, yeah, at, I think so. Yeah, and and we so and our our uh, our mission is SEO for everyone. It's just yeah, it's not something that's appealing to many SEOs because they want to <laughs> advise people to do that. So they want to to yeah to have people pay them money to give advice, which we built into that plugin, which you can use for free. So. I don't know. I think so. We so so especially Yoast and Jono, who also works at Yoast, have a great. Um, they do have a, a very good name in that industry that everybody knows them. And um, but I don't know if they are that influential. It, it's an interesting similarity to to what I've, like we see in WordPress, right? Where at least in my experience, uh, people 
like developers kind of look down on WordPress. Yes. But does it matter at 35% plus of the web and growing? Like, yes, it's important, but it doesn't actually, it's not the lead. And I think with a lot of people, Yoast is kind of synonymous with SEO and yeah. WordPress. It's kind of yeah, the thing I think so install. too. And I always say because I we have the same problem hiring developers who look down on WordPress, and then to say, but you can have so much impact if we have thirty five percent of the web. Well, not all of them have our plugin, but you can can write code that's used by like millions of people. Where else can you do that? Yeah. So we've. Just convince some people that it's really cool to do WordPress developing. Yeah. So, although Yoast may be a bit of a disruptor in the SEO space, uh, <laughs> but it's hard not to think about Yoast as one of the most influential WordPress plugins, though. Mm. It's yeah. certainly one of the largest, and it's yes. very, very you know common to to hear it recommended at WordCamps and meetups. Um, it's yeah. hard. For me to th not think about, when I think about Yoast, to not think about what happened last year on Black Friday. Yeah, uh, for, for just those who, dive into that one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought it would be good to dress straight up because, you know, we won't dwell on it, but but we did talk about it. Uh, so, so for those who don't remember, uh, last year, Yoast published an update which included a sales banner at the top of the WordPress admin. Um, it was On animated. Every single, yeah. It was animated. Yeah. It yeah, was animated, that's right. It was, it was brightly we, colored. It was brightly colored. And it also had a, a bug in it, which um, made it harder to click it away. <laughs> yeah, it was a perfect storm. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I love actually, about it now, but it was a terrible, terrible mistake we made there. For so, me, it inspired... Sorry. <laughs> it it inspired a a blog post about that that actually has been really important to me. Um, oh, I read that in, in multiple multiple ways. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, but I've used I've referred to that blog post time and time again over the last I don't know how long has it been a year or so less than a year. Uh, and as as I think about what is it okay for me to do in my own plugins, what do mm -hmm. I feel comfortable with? Because it sort of uh, prompted. Uh, an, an opportunity to, to look into what should happen and what shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I wanted to ask you if, what, what were the lessons learned from that experience? Well, of course we did a long evaluation on how did we make this mistake? Because I think we released it on Thursday. Um, and pretty soon afterwards, we just, we just saw that this was a mistake, but not not at the, at the moment we did that because otherwise we wouldn't have done it. So it took like two or three hours that we said we shouldn't have done this. And then we um, immediately sent out a release which people could download, which didn't have that banner in it. And I apologized, but it's it's hard to look back and think, why didn't we no, that was a mistake before we did that. But that's always, if you make mm. a mistake, you never you never intend to make that mistake. And I think yeah. what happened was that we uh, thought about this because we saw another plugin do it the year before. Mm. And um, I think um, what because it, it, um, Yoast himself was uh, leading the project and he says about this, he says, 
I knew it wasn't the right thing. So we kind of made it into a joke, like a running gag in the company. And we forgot about what, what this was going to be because it was like an inside joke. And mm. we didn't really think about how many sites this was going to affect. And we, we just didn't think about that because it made them a bit uncomfortable, I think. Mm. And then afterwards I asked people, um, what did you think? And, and there were a lot of people who said, yeah, I thought it was a bit weird, but I thought, yeah, I don't know why I didn't say anything. So we have a lot, had a lot of conversations with mm. people working at us saying, but you did feel like it wasn't the best fit for you. So why didn't you speak up? And they just, and some people apologized that they didn't and other people didn't know how to address this. So, so what we did was make our core values uh, more explicit. So we've mm. written them down so that people can really take take a look at them and say, but what you're doing here doesn't resonate with our core values or doesn't fit. And the biggest mistake we made was we weren't aware of, of how, how large we are. And um, we often forget how, how big we are. And, and mm. um, I can imagine that feels strange for people, but we, we are in a company at the a very west near the German border in the Netherlands, um, nobody knows what we're doing there. We <laughs> never win any awards in, in our hometown because people don't understand what we're doing. So we, 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 so it's, it's hard to think about 10 million users. You don't see them. Yeah. So, and, um, and we totally made a mistake that this banner turned up in so many sites and a lot of people, although it had been done before. This was the first time they saw something like that. Yes. And yes. people assumed that their site was hacked and and assumed that there and we we didn't think about that. We just thought, well, other people have done it before, so it, it's probably all right. But in in our case, for the for the, the large majority, it was the first time and they didn't know what happened. And then the banner was brightly colored, so people just got got upset yeah. about that yeah it's it's a weird thing and um it learned us that we in in such decisions should be more aware of what our core values are and what our mm. mission is and we we didn't make that clear enough so we didn't have that conversation like on a conscious level we just made it like into a, a running gag in in the company and um yeah that's that's just how it went. And I'm, I just said this before, this is not an excuse because there isn't an excuse. We did a thing which is not in line with what we want to do. And we made a mistake. It's just an explanation of how things go. And they, they you just make terrible mistakes because you're not aware of the skill you're working on enough yeah. which is also a good thing because otherwise you can't handle 10 million people that's just yeah. too much Absolutely. but the shitstorm afterwards on twitter was <laughs> yeah I, I bet that was an experience <laughs> that was terrible and it was the first time it was also because i apologized i got so many angry people oh. so that's that's a hard thing to do so um 
yeah, I had a terrible weekend, but it's that's yeah, that's what happens. Well, for what it's worth, <laughs> I remember it being a fantastic apology and thinking, well, you know, everybody makes mistakes, but uh, the apology seemed sincere. In terms of takeaways for other plugin authors and other plugin companies, so I run a plugin that that is a freemium plugin. Uh, and I'm thinking about, well, what are the lessons I can learn from this experience? And it sounds like one of the key aspects for you is sort of encouraging a culture of uh, being able to be candid and encouraging that culture of being able to give feedback and, and speak up when someone doesn't feel something is right. Yeah. But then you, you need to know what your values are. So I think ah. that people did feel like, but then, then you only have a feeling and addressing a feeling is hard. So now we mm. have those core values and one of them is making money does not come first, which, um, I love that. Uh, which can be something that people can address and say to me, Marika, you're, you're, you're pulling a, a banner in our, <laughs> in our backend, uh, which is really ugly. Uh, what are, what, this doesn't correspond with making money does not come first. So maybe that'll make it easier for people to address something. I don't know. We talked a lot about it. So yeah. I think I think you've handled it all really well. I um, also didn't care too much for the banner. However, I, I I didn't share. Like I think people people in with WordPress are pretty weird about monetization and how yeah. business sort of happens. So I feel not un not unjustifiably because of like how much influence you guys do have. I felt like people were way too hard on it overall. So I think you've, you guys have done a great job. I think for me, what this evokes is this bigger question of, okay, what are the appropriate ways to make money in WordPress and the business mm -hmm. models? And cause you guys, you guys have created a really valuable product and service and you've built an entire team around mm -hmm. doing that. It takes money to do that. Yeah. And I think, you need, so for an SEO plugin, and I don't want to say for every plugin, but an SEO plugin, so many people depend on us doing it right, because yeah. if their rankings drop down or something is wrong, then people people's livelihood can get wrong. So we need you need a plugin that's reliable and professional. Yeah. And if it has 10 million users who all, no, not all of them, but... So many people have a different configuration. You need a professional company who, yeah, who can account for that. And and in our in our view, like most of our users, and I think really ninety eight percent users are free products, and they're able yeah. to use the free program because two percent pays. Yeah, and and I think that's like a wonderful model because it allows everybody, also people who don't have much money, to 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 have a chance in the search engines. That's really interesting. Can I just highlight that? That's your your conversion figure because you have a freemium model with Yoast and Yoast Pro, yeah. somewhere around two percent. Yeah, maybe it's two and a half. I don't want. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> not but, that but many. It just those rough figures are really helpful to people who are yeah. starting plugin businesses and and starting out and thinking about business models. Uh, and and Yoast. So there's there's Yoast Pro and and then is, yeah. there's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, premium, and then yeah. there's also some other. There's another suite of plugins, some extensions. Yeah. we have some extensions, but they're much smaller in terms of users. And we have the local plugin and the video plugin and the WooCommerce plugin. But they're so the the largest part portion of our revenue comes from the premium. That's the 
big chunk. So my, my question around that, along the same lines of what we were talking about earlier is, you know, for, for plug-in businesses that are just getting started or are interested in monetizing and thinking about the freemium model, which is really common in WordPress, what what would be your advice around that? What are, what are some of the lessons that Yoast's learned from launching Yoast Premium? So it takes a long time. And I don't know, maybe you can do it faster, but for, for so Yoast built that first plugin in 2007 and we launched Premium in 2014. Wow. Yeah. So, and then, he, then we already had like 3 million users. And I think we had a bit of good luck because of the time we started because we grew while WordPress was growing. WordPress is still growing, so you can take advantage of that. But we were one of the early ones, which which has been an advantage. We just were lucky about that, I think. Um, what we never did is take any of the features we had in our free plugin and put it in our premium plugin. Mm. And I think, but that's something we just decided not to do. But if you're monetizing, that could be a great strategy, but that's, it feels a bit dishonest yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah I know what you the mean. the woman who put the banner in the Black Friday, I know. But still, <laughs> we feel like it should, it, you shouldn't take um, features away from people. So we try yeah. to come up with new features that um, that will, will help or that will convince people to buy premium. I don't know. It's, I think it's hard. It's hard to really make a company with a plugin in the current situation because monetizing is hard. Yeah. We have, so we're doing great, but I think, um, part of it's because of our great brand. Yeah. We did, did. And so we do a lot of talking and a lot of um meetups and wordcamps to get that branding thing going on but that takes that takes a long time yeah when i think of yoast it's it's really synonymous with meetup sponsorship and wordcamp yeah. sponsorship i'm really heavily involved in the community i see yoast come up a lot in community discussions and gutenberg uh, issues on github and things like that so but we we need to do that because well, in the Gutenberg thing, we're so strongly um, integrated with the editor that we needed to be involved. So in order to have a successful plugin, I also think you need you really need to be involved in WordPress, know what is yeah. coming. Yeah. So we, we, we need to know what is coming in the upcoming releases. So we're working on it and then we are helping, but we also are able to make sure that our plugin still can work together with the new version of core. And especially when Gutenberg came out, that was like a big thing because everything changes and we yeah. had to make sure to get our plugin working with that. I'm just putting myself in the shoes of a, of a plugin author, especially one who's just starting out. And, and I'm hearing things like you, you've got to be involved in the community. You've got to be active uh, in you know core development. You've got to play a role in meetup sponsorship and WordCamp sponsorship. And those are the sort of things that can really happen when you're at scale, right? When you've yeah. sort of meet this, uh, you've escaped velocity and you've got the marketing budget to play with. Um, but do you have any advice for people who are just starting out and still maybe trying to get traction with, with their freemium offering? 
Yeah, I would. I would. Do, I think. I think branding is is an important thing. So I would start writing, getting involved on a smaller level, making sure you have a great SEO plugin that helps with your ranking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I do think that the WordPress world could be a great way to 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 get get also get involved, but also get people to help you and to talk about yeah. your product. I don't. But and and I should try to if if you want to build a plugin, try to build a plugin in a field in which people are willing to spend money. So I think yeah. SEO and also e-commerce, those are the websites that people make money from. But if you're only uh, a tool for for bloggers, yeah. so for, then it's harder to have that monetization because people aren't making money with their website. Yeah, when people are going to make money, they're willing to spend money. Yes. So I feel pretty strongly about so so let's take take the existing sort of WordPress monetization ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. .org uh, it has it's of course every plugin listed there has to be free. Mm -hmm. They can promote other things, but it feels from my perspective at least that it's been a fairly both uphill battle to support business models in WordPress and there's also this like overall kind of feel that you get that at least I've observed of like, ah, we don't really like that people are making money, but I guess we sort of have to allow it. Now, not certainly not across the board, but I feel like there's a bit of this vibe there that I don't know people don't like people like to think of WordPress as this free thing and everything free is good. Have you felt that at all? Like, have you felt like you've totally grown up that? Yeah, I feel that a lot. Yeah. So people feel like it should be, um, so real volunteers are people who don't make money out of it. Ah, and yes. um, and I do, I do get that that you you don't you you want to have like an open environment, and um, that's good. But also, if you have thirty five percent of the web, then you need to have a professional organization, and that means that people should be working on this be because. 35% of the web, someone is going to make money out of it. And then I yeah. think it should be the people within WordPress and not companies outside of WordPress because the most money is made by hosts. Yep. But I see all these um, companies that already are big outside of WordPress coming in and starting to monetize. Yes. And um, I don't know if that's a bad thing, but it should be... I think we should encourage companies to who make money to give back to WordPress because that way we'll all allow to grow. Yeah. And now, and I also see a lot of companies who make a lot of money and don't give anything back. And and yeah, well, that's a hard thing. When I think about, I look at what you guys have done, and it's it's a great success story from a lot of perspectives. You called out there's a timing element to it, like when mm -hmm. you started. Yeah. You also pointed out like the seven years to monetization, yeah. which is not, uh, and I think you guys have done a fantastic job of like working with those constraints. Um, what are some of the, uh, I guess, let me just point out kind of where I'm going with this. Like, I think there's a future state. I don't know what it looks like yet, but I think that there's more that we can do. Luke and I have talked about some of this in the past to make WordPress as an ecosystem friendlier to monetization. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys have done a great job 
for a number of reasons to sort of make it work. And you've pointed out how hard it is. Do, do you have any thoughts on when you think about like the plugin directory and the current rules and guidelines, when you look ahead to the future, are there things that WordPress as an ecosystem could do to make it friendlier to monetization? I think they could do a lot. So now, so we've, and it's going okay, but so the automated updates just came out and we don't know mm -hmm. yet because we, and um, for us, every time we do a release, we 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 sell a lot because then people come to our the admin page and they yeah. see our banners, <laughs> yeah, the nice ones. And um, so we're going to see how that how that goes after we don't have the updates because the advertisement is our biggest. Um, yeah, that's 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 the way we sell because people install Yoast and most a lot of people still don't know we have a premium plugin. Yep. Well you you thought they would have known after Black Friday or they still don't know that. And they they don't know what's in it. And it's hard to get that message across because we don't yeah. have email addresses for our free users only if they they give it to us. We don't know anything about them. So I think and if you don't want the ads, if people say the ads are ugly, which I totally understand, but that's the way we get people to buy our premium plugin and we are able to give back because of that. Yeah. I think it would be a great thing to have premium plugins in the plugin directory. I also in my hat have this image of a kind of a WordPress app store in which you can buy premium plugins. And I would also be willing to give like 10 or 20% back to WordPress immediately, which um, allows us to have, um, to, to, to hire um, well developers for WordPress core or maybe people yeah. who, who do things. Or sponsor WordCamps or yeah. meetups or those sorts of yeah. things. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. And at the very least, you know, there could be some sort of way of linking off to a premium version of a plugin from the free version. Yeah. Another method that Yoast uses that, that I've seen used in a number of plugins, I'd love your thoughts on this, is... Not only is is there some um, in un, unobtrusive ads, but there's also what I call grayed out options. So you know you're trying to achieve a particular thing, and and you see the option that's there to do it, and you try and click on it, but it's grayed out because oh, this option's only available yeah. in in the pro version. Yeah, we do that sometimes as well. Yeah, but only if we make something up above what we already had so we yeah. we have that in some instances but but not everywhere but that's a great idea as well although it can be frustrating for the person who uses the plugin yeah frustrating maybe but also it's a really uh, unique way of saying hey you know here's the value that we're providing in in US premium the only problem is that you can't uh, actually ship anything like that you you can't ship any code no. you've because of the the restrictions on the on the .org guidelines uh you've, you've you can only ship the actual grayed out option which seems a bit counterintuitive but yeah <laughs> yeah it's and it's hard i did so we made it easier but for a lot of people yos premium is the first premium plugin they buy yep. and um wow. they don't know how to do that so yeah. and then they have to go to our website and they have to download it and um last year i had to do it myself and i i was able to buy and install a plugin but it took me like 20 minutes yeah and um so i did the entire user testing on the video yeah 
and we we try yeah. to make it easier now but we see that a lot of people just don't know how to do that it's really hard it's not like in an app store when you buy the premium version on your phone you instantly have it you need to do something for mm -hmm. it yeah absolutely so so let me talk talk through the user experience here you've got to install the free version from wordpress.org that's the first step and then you see the ad and you click through you buy the thing and then you've got to download it you've got to uninstall the free version you upload the pro version and then activate it and for a lot of people that's a lot of steps especially the non-technical yeah. crowd that that yoast is going yeah, for. even the ceo of yoast had a hard time doing that <laughs> I'm not a very yeah. technical person. So I was able to do it in the end. So that's what Yoast said. He said, but you were able to do it because he always does these kinds of things for me. I said, yes, I was able to do it. But I need to, I, I really needed to, to, to find some documentation to help me. And yeah. if I look inside myself, I know I would never have done that. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. because I just would have given up. It suggests that your yeah. conversion rate could probably be a lot higher if yes. there wasn't so much friction. Yes. Yeah. And we, so some, you see a lot of SaaS, uh, so software as a service, and we don't have that. And we have made a conscious decision not to have that because that has all these privacy issues. So we do everything yeah. in your own browser. So we don't have any data coming back and forth, which is a good thing, but which doesn't allow us to have these kinds of options. Yeah. 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 It's a hard thing. So you mentioned, we've talked about this in the past. Like I, I personally love the idea of an app store in WordPress. Mm -hmm. uh, I talk like this idea of WordPress as an operating system. It's kind of a logical next step. Yeah. There, there are a number of complexities to it. I've assumed for a long time in, in my, in my current thinking is that the best path to progress there is probably through hosts who could do early experimenting and and try things out. What I don't want to see, what I'm concerned about is like 15 different marketplaces Yeah, where it's like Yoast is in each one, but it's like different versions, like here or there, like there's there's all this complexity to it. I'm curious, since you've, you've clearly thought about it, if you think about WordPress and, and you picked up on what I also think is a key, I think there's an opportunity for the monetization to directly contribute to yeah. the project. Yeah. Like from your perspective, being as close to it as you are and having that, that influence and thinking broadly about WordPress, like how would you go about that? I don't well, know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, I think I, I, I always think that these kinds of things are so hard to accomplish in the WordPress yeah. world. And um so I I do like I do like WordPress people, but I always so I'm I'm so one of our core values is hup, hup, hup. That's Dutch for go, go, go. We're really yeah. like a now, <laughs> and we're going to do this now. Yes. And in yes. WordPress, everything always takes such a long time. Yes. Yes. And then I just, I, I get bored. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I think of yeah. a way around. So I don't know how to, to go about this. This is like an image in my head. That would be a good idea to have, but I don't know how yeah. to get there. I think from my point of view, I think the way that you do it is you, you put the hypothesis out there. And this is something that I've been thinking about, we've talked about for a while. And I think it it's, well, and at the end of the day, it has to be user-centered, right? This is yeah. why WordPress works as well as it does. And I think to the point that you're making, like there's people, this is what gets me about the lack of premium plugins. There's people who would have an even better WordPress experience if they had the option 
to, I think there's things that we're afraid about with monetization that are just unfounded fears. If you give people the choice to have a, a better experience, there's a lot of people who would pay for it. Yeah. And right now we're making all these hurdles. Like a classic example for me are forms plugins. There's some great free ones. There's some really good premium ones out there that people don't even know exist unless they know someone who knows someone or they go to a meetup or they search for something. And it ends up being worse in the end, from my point of view, for the future of WordPress because we're limiting people's choices. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I do think that we need to have the free versions as well yeah. because, but that's just because I believe that everybody around the globe should have a fair chance. Yes. And, and because that's what democratizing publishing is all about. And I always say you can't democratize publishing if nobody ever finds you. So you need an SEO plugin because you don't <laughs> get any readers or audiences if you don't get found. Yeah. So you need, so we need to have something that's, there for everybody but in order to maintain that you need to have a small portion of people who pays and yep. and and it's 89 dollars a year it's not that expensive do you know how how, how expensive other seo tools are i know it's crazy that's almost it you should you should definitely double that yeah i was that's, gonna say that's too cheap one of the things that kind of works <laughs> against you guys a little bit is like it's like how like seo is an industry right like mm -hmm. we were talking about that a little bit and there's, from my point of view, having spent time in it, I feel like there's a lot of quote unquote snake oil where mm -hmm. people like don't want the secrets to be known so they can mm -hmm. charge a lot for it because it matters, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it's a big deal. So when Yoast comes along, it's free, it's an excellent product. And then the premium version's less than a hundred a year. People are like, that's too good to be true, which it's not. It's actually incredible value that you guys have, have built into that. It So one of the things that I'm particularly interested in. So you have these other plugins and extensions, mm -hmm. right? Like you have this premium version, which is the the big part of it. And you have mm -hmm. these other extensions. How are you currently thinking about to the future of that? Do you see them continuing to be distinct? Do you see it growing that to have more options available? Like, how are you thinking about what the future of monetization looks like for Yoast? So I think our, our premium plugin has been, so that's like 90% of our, our revenue comes from yeah. that one. Um, and we put most energy in it as well because it's also most closely related to the, to the free one. So that's yeah. like the thing we maintain. And the other ones are very special niches and we, we think about it a lot. So we, we've thought about merging them together or making something out of it. And then yeah, we'll, we don't have any money behind us, so we're completely completely bootstrapped. And even though these plugins are rather small, it's a big step to merge them into into something else because then you will have that portion of your revenue. You won't have that anymore, or you just assume that that will grow. So we're a bit hesitant to do that. And now with mm -hmm. the COVID thing, we're doing great now, but it's also so it's scary. Um, to, to take such a step. But I think yeah. in the end, we need one product marketing, one product is much easier than having all these different stories. So, um, so I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so we have a lot to, to think about. Okay. So we could see the, some of the premium stuff maybe being merged together, but what else is, how are you planning in terms of like, what, what is the future of Yoast? Are you, are you thinking about it in terms of like feature sets or are you thinking about it in terms of 
problems to solve? What mm. What do you think about when you think of what's next for the company? So what we in our in our head we have this idea to to have something that helps people with their SEO, and we have a lot of features that just instantly help. But we would like to make the plugin more actionable mm. to have um, like like a this nice dashboard that says today you have these and these tasks you should do. And after you finish that one, you'll get new ones. So we're working on making, I see this SEO fitness. You have all these fitness apps that tell you how you're doing and what you could improve. And that's the, mm. the, well, that's the, the, the dot on the horizon where we want to go with our plugin, making it more and more actionable mm. that people can use it on a daily basis to really get started with their website. And I think SEO, oh, that's great. SEO is, is, so you have optimization for the search engines, but in our head, it's always making the best possible website. So it's a very broad topic and you can do a lot with that, helping right. people to optimize yeah. their website. How can we provide value in such a way that part of the experience of logging into WordPress is engaging with, with yeah. the plugin? You would want people to, to do that because it's a good monetization strategy as well, because if you forget about Yoast, you're not going to buy premium the next year. But if it's something mm. that you use every day and adds value, that, that will make for a good experience. And I think there's a lot to do there. So if whenever I talk at a conference, I always get the question, what should I do to improve my SEO? So people want to get started and we should help them more and say where they should get started. What what parts of their website needs optimization the very first. So, yeah. uh, I'm curious about something um, and perfectly fine if you have if you have no thoughts on, but I'd like to check. So WordPress right now is in this state of like a lot's kind of happening, right? Like we have yeah. the full site editor coming. You you mentioned that you guys, you, you think even, you're thinking more and more about the whole site experience. And I think that touches on things like performance optimization and like uh, other factors beyond just the content, right? Yeah. So when you look at the years ahead, like how do you at Yoast currently think about, like let's take the future of themes for a moment. And let's start with that. Is it on your radar? Like when no. you think about what's happening you know, there? You know, we did we did build themes once at Yoast. Ah. And that was like a horrible experience because we weren't good at that. So, so but I, um, I think... I think there are a lot of horrible themes out there. So yeah. I would have loved to see more. So, so, they, <laughs> so a lot of people use themes which don't interact nicely with our plugin. So we, we yeah. and that's that's a horrible thing to have those um, terrible connections. Um, I think themes will be important because people always want their website to look different from from someone else's and at the same time i think if it gets easier to to transform your website yourself teams will get less important my my overall feeling is that we're going to just see more consolidation and and a few like maybe 10 like bigger players yeah that like the idea of a theme is sort of coming more and more into WordPress. And then you're going to, it's yeah. going to be more what ecosystem am I kind of buying into that includes blocks and plugins. And I think part of what I'm excited about with that trend is it feels like it puts folks like yourselves in a better position to provide more value to users by having things not like all the same, but more standardized where 
if if but it's a smaller set. That would be great. But yeah. st still, so if we see the number of different plugins people use, they're so enormous. So it would be, I think it would be a good good thing because if that would be the case, that would be easier to build plugin that really can interact together instead of breaking everything. There, there's a tension there within the context of the open web that yeah. if it's all the same, then you lose the variety. I yeah. think there's a middle ground though that like themes aren't going away in one sense in that you can, WordPress won't force people, like there's still a lot of legacy there. But I think the ideal is this middle ground where there's more consolidation yet choice, right? Like you can, you have these different ecosystems and it seems to me that there's more value. And when I think about folks like yourselves, you can build a better product with sort of more insight. And, and I can see a future state where these themes can also recommend plugins. And that gets into a whole thing of like, how how all that works it feels like we're overall kind of working around the the plugin directory and figuring out creative ways to monetize which on the whole i think is good i just think there's a lot of opportunity to make that better and i'm curious to see like, how this plays out over the next yeah me years. too and i think there are a lot of different initiatives in the wordpress world with people thinking about how it should evolve which is a good thing, but it's also makes me wonder how we could, so a lot of people are building something for themselves. Ah. I've talked with so many people about building a DXP that are just, and, and they all want like a, like a set of plugins and, and sell that to people. But I think that's something that WordPress should, should do themselves instead of having hosts come mm. up with that idea. Yeah, we should take that in our own hands and not have some company do that. Yeah, the trick is that I mean, I'll use the, the track WordPress track parlance here. The trick is it's got to have a blessing from on high, yeah, uh, in order for that to happen. And I don't know how how likely <laughs> that is to happen. No, I don't know either. But then then other other companies will will start doing that and start putting together something. That, yeah. That's that's what I, I'm not concerned about it because I'm okay with that. But that is what I expect to happen. There's yeah. going to be more marketplaces. There's going to be, and I think, uh, and and again, like I think you guys are a great example of you've helped pioneer a model. But to your point about the hardness of it, there there is a like the path to okay, get to a three million free users and then monetize is not probably the path for most plugins. No, I get that. Right. And it's it's so also for us, and that's a long time ago, it was very tiring and very mm -hmm. hard in the beginning because I think we already had a million users and Yoast still had a day job. So he yeah. was he was providing support for a million free users. It's crazy. At night. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You shouldn't do that, people out there. <laughs> Well, Marika, let me say thank you so much for uh, for your time and for joining us today. Well, you're very welcome. So if people want to uh, find you on the internet, I mean, there is, you you can install Yoast from the WordPress.org plugin directory if you haven't <laughs> already. Uh, also, uh, at Marika Rakt, uh, M-A-R-I-E-K-E-R-A-K-T yes. on Twitter. And Marika blog that's my blog but i should write something we just talked about this earlier that i don't write enough yeah I, i'm going to do that i'm excited i'm excited to see what you write uh in the month of september and october it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah i'll do something
<laughs> Thank you for joining yeah. us. Yeah, great. Great being here.